Hey, what's up, Laser fans? Welcome to We Have a Take the What podcast. I am Tara Bowen Biggs, and I am joined, as always, by Rose Harding. Hi, Rose. Hi, Tara. How are you doing? I am ready to go, and I'm so excited that we have guests today because it's been a while since we've had somebody else on the podcast with us today. So we have not one, but two people joining us today. And um, the common theme that we are going to talk about today is people who are creators. So people who are on Twitter or like to buy Blazer merch may or may not know one of these uh, folks, but today we have Gina joining us. She's also known on Twitter as Scoot Henderson Fan Club. Hi, Gina. Hi. And then also joining us today is Kaylee, formerly known as Proto Plutonian, <laughs> now known as Basket Ghoul. Hi, Kaylee. Hello. Well, it's great to have you too. And uh, we usually start off just to get things rolling with a really simple icebreaker. Today is summer themed. So the question is in the summertime, would you rather go visit the lake or the ocean? Anybody want to go first? I'm an ocean person for sure. Yeah, I, I I can't tell you why. I just am. All right, yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, I I would say I'm also an ocean person, mainly because the ocean here you can wear a sweater and drink coffee any time of year for the most part, and that's really just kind of my vibe. Love I'm it. Also crowded, you know. Yeah. It's usually crowded, not like a SoCal beach. You know, you don't have to fight for a spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just going down the Yahats for a spot. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Rose? I'm also an ocean person, but for a completely different reason. I mean, I love all of those things about, like, the ocean here. But the main reason is because I hate bugs. Mm. I hate mosquitoes. Lakes are just little bug magnets. I'm not there to get bit or have to wear a bunch of stuff that stinks. Like, no. The ocean. Yeah. So I'm the odd man out here, um, and it's precisely because I am terrified of sharks. Why? That's why I would rather go to the lake, because there's not going to be any sharks in the lake. And I did think about it, because I was like, trade-off, sharks versus mosquitoes. I don't know. It's because of this <laughs> beast bracket that's going on on Twitter, going around on Twitter right now, where they're like um, facing off different beasts against each other. But in my head, I would rather risk the uh risk the mosquitoes than a shark so i'm a lake person i never even thought of that because i don't like water so i don't go in the water either way i'm pretty sure mosquitoes do kill more people than sharks per year that's definitely true true <laughs> that's definitely true it's it is a they are a formidable vector for disease yeah, yeah. although i have had way more encounters with mosquitoes and i'm not dead yet so Logically, I hear you, but <laughs> my heart. Mm -mm. <laughs> Sharks are maybe the plane crash of like, like, like ocean um, risks. Yeah, like, I mean, it sounds really scary, but like it happens so rarely. Yeah, if I had to pick one, though, I would rather be killed by a shark just for the spectacle. Yeah, B better story. Really yeah. from a mosquito-borne illness, I want to like get on the news. Like local woman does something stupid and eaten by shark. That's how yeah. I want it. Also, yeah. you will be remembered. Yeah. Yeah. For like at least 12 minutes, you know, until well, I'm, somebody does something stupider. Stories of your death will be used to, skill to scare children for decades. So that's why we leave a note. Exactly. Yeah. I want that to death. 
Well, I just read a headline. Of course, I didn't read the article that sharks <laughs> off of uh, Florida are starting to like get into cocaine water. So we might have cocaine sharks coming up next after cocaine. Yeah. Uh, I'm from Florida, so not surprised. Well, <laughs> I mean, the water there is like 99 degrees now. So if you're in Florida, you come to party, right? Sharks come to Florida to party like my ipad did just now <laughs> so yeah if you're in florida you might as well i yeah. assume everyone else is on drugs so yeah why yeah. shouldn't the sharks get to partake in the drugs too yeah right yeah right i mean you practically have to be on drugs to to you know make it through florida these days so right florida man florida woman florida shark it, it tracks <laughs> <laughs> i wonder if we got any miami heat people who are listening to our podcast now to mm -hmm. really because they've really been investigating portland and everything wow. about portland and miami they really are learning everything that they possibly can be can about our yeah i'm not right i'm just gonna go by stereotype as far as i'm concerned they're all florida man and well you know i i am from florida where are you from in florida i'm i'm from pensacola i'm from the alabama part of florida but it's still florida Ooh, that's um, the, like the that's like the one that's in a different time zone right yeah 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 central the one that's time. in central time zone yeah yeah because it's just central time zone starts around tallahassee or a little bit after tallahassee but yeah so yeah so i i'm i'm willing to be the florida resident that goes on the record to says to say all miami fans are wrong <laughs> the florida specialist i love it yeah i love it that yeah. we have a specialist well we learned a couple of episodes ago that we there were three florida guys on the roster and you know Anthony Nasir and mm -hmm. Kevin yeah Nasir was born in Pensacola where I'm from oh he, he didn't live there very long but he was born there very good well now we have a Pensacola <laughs> insider excellent oh my gosh so okay I apologize Gina I did not know your name I knew your sweater but I did not know your name before Tara said that you'd be on the, on the episode today and I'm so excited mm -hmm. to have you here and Kaylee too. I want to ask you guys, how did you start being a Blazers fan? Because we talk about this with everybody that comes on in general, and I feel like everybody's stories are so different, but people who like make stuff as a fan of the Blazers and like make, make Blazer stuff, I just, I'm so curious how you arrived at the point in time where you were like, and I'm a big enough fan that I am going to put my creative energy out there for this. Uh, I was never not a Blazers fan. I, I love that. I mean, they. I am from Oregon, um, and I was born in '79, so I just missed the championship. But I mean, in my family, my family is a football family. They live and breathe, live and die football. Not me. I'm a basketball fan. But still, even on top of that, they're Trailblazers fans. Like my my parents never watched a basketball game in their lives, but they have Trailblazers license plates. So that's my family. We are just Trailblazers fans. So I've always been. I just, I don't remember a time where I wasn't. So I can't really answer that question about becoming a Trailblazers fan. It's a very interesting situation. Some of us become Blazers fans and some of us are born Blazers fans. Yeah, it just was something that was always there. My, I also come from a football family, but um, I, I told Tara many, many moons ago that like my 
fandom of the Blazers was hand in hand with hating the Lakers. So oh, like, well, I remember my like mm-hmm. hating the Lakers maybe before I remember loving the Trailblazers and like the two just like came together as one. Right. And I, I mean, I always, when I was a kid, I mean, they had like magic and uh, Kareem. So you still liked the players, but you still hated the Lakers. Right. They were still mm-hmm. the enemy. And I, this whole, like Sonic's Blazers rivalry thing they try to play up. I don't ever remember that being a thing. Hmm. Like I never, I don't remember that ever being a thing. It was always the Lakers when I was a kid, like in the eighties, this, I I think they're trying to use it to bring the Sonics back, but it was always the Lakers Blazers was the rivalry when I was a kid. So I I hear you. Oh, Sonic's hater right here. Like, yeah, no, that was when I came up in was during the pinnacle of just hating everything from the north. (laughs) I wonder if the Sonics thing is also a little bit about like an explanation, not not like necessarily like the most historically accurate story, but like an explanation for why Sonics fans didn't just become Blazers fans Mm -hmm. after they got rid of the Sonics because everybody was like, oh, we'll just the blazers on tv in that market and it'll be just like they had the sonics except for without all the team stuff and well i mean put yourself in that position we would never have bought that either no absolutely so i mean that just doesn't work for any fandom no you just can't roll up a fandom into some other fandom right oh you guys are blazers (laughs) fans now so cool right (laughs) i always wonder what's going to happen because they all you know it's like clearly been teasing that they want a team in um las vegas you know they 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 want an expansion team in las vegas and one the most surprising thing to me is that las vegas is no bigger than portland population wise (laughs) two it's in the middle of the desert and three they've been lakers fans for decades and decades do you really think they're just gonna like roll up under a new team and they have like all of a sudden like four new teams to support in the last like 10 years like i don't know that seems like it's spreading five hundred thousand people like pretty thin Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I can't speak to that. I've never been to Las Vegas, but I feel like tourism, you know, the few people who are from Las Vegas are not what they're thinking about when they're putting things there. I don't yeah. know. Maybe they'll be like the Wizards. Like, I've been to see the Wizards in person, and all of the people that are there to see the Wizards play are the visiting fans. Because nobody goes to, like, the people who live in Washington, D.C. don't go to the games. It's all like the like the NGO and government staffers from everywhere else around the country from everywhere else yeah. and like tourists go. So like when I was there, it, it sounded like a blazer home game. <laughs> nice. It was really, really random and weird. And if Vegas is that like that, maybe everybody will go to Vegas to see their team play or just for summer league again. Yeah, I think, well, I just went to Vegas for summer league and I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I think people will just show up to events there, no matter what's on, what's on, like who, which team. Um, Was but, this your first summer league? Yes, and my last. <laughs> Vegas is terrible. I so I don't understand it. Like it's so hot, and they keep adding. Like they added the in season tournament, which is now going to be in Vegas. Um, and they keep billing these things as like, oh, it's a neutral territory. It was like, what are they going to do when there's a team there? Like, are they going to move it? Or are they just going to keep it there? That's a good question. I don't know. Didn't they used to do a summer league somewhere else too? They would do like summer league Vegas and summer league. Yeah, there's, there's Florida. 
California. Florida? There's a Florida one and then there's one in Sacramento. Yeah, but not all the teams participate. Yeah, they only have like six or four teams in those ones. So it's really tiny. That's so random. Shoot. Um, uh, okay, so Kaylee, I want to get to you. How <laughs> did you become a fan? Because I know that you weren't always, I heard saw you say something on Twitter where you said you weren't always a fan. So I would no. love to know how you became a fan. Yeah. Um, so the day I became a fan was November 2nd, 2019. Um, it was my first Blazers game. Um, before that, I had no interest in sports. Like, I don't know. I grew up in Florida, taught outside, and they made me run. And every time I had to run outside, I would throw up. So I was just not interested in anything athletic. Um, and I was also a goth kid. So it was just, you know, not really in the cards uh, to cross over like that. So, um, but I was, it was in, I was in architecture school. It was during finals, very stressed out. Um, I'd been dating Eric, who has been a lifelong Blazers fan for a couple of years at that point. And he just invited me to a game. And I was like, I will do anything to get out of the house right now. Cause I don't want to do schoolwork. Um, so I went to the game. It was, I looked it up. It was a Sixers um, Blazers game. And we, we lost by one point because Dame missed a buzzer beater. Um, and I just remember on the way out asking Eric, why didn't anyone tell me basketball was cool? Like, no one told me. <laughs> and here I am. I, I, haven't, I haven't missed watching many games since. Like, I, I remember, because I, I, when I get to that mental space where I need to procrastinate on something, I start obsessing over something else. And usually it's very short-lived like gardening was very short-lived for me but <laughs> mm. but yeah I don't know it's it's stuck it's stuck it's I don't know how long did it take you before you decided like I I need to put my creative energy into creating blazer stuff that was also another um like most of my interests come from procrastination like when I'm supposed to be doing something else I pick up something else um and it was probably doing schoolwork and my first thing I made was a trade Jody sticker. <laughs> um, and then that seemed to, I, I was going to, you know, start making other things too. Cause I was just like, I'm going to, you know, buy this equipment and start making stickers. But the blazer stuff is really just kind of what has sold the most. And I don't know, it's, I still do make some other things too, but you know, it's, it's fun because I am so plugged into blazers, Twitter, uh, for better or worse. Um, so I, I feel like I always have ideas and, and things um, from that. I love that. Gina, what was the first thing you made? Uh, the first Blazers thing I made was probably the Dame sweater, actually. Really? That's, oh, an no. ambi that's ambitious. It wasn't. It, I, I, I forgot. The season before, I made another sweater that just, it just had Portland Trailblazers on it and it had a pinwheel on the front. Um, I forgot that because that was the, the half season, you know, the, yeah. the canceled season that I always forget existed. So um, <laughs> that was the first season I worked at Moda Center super part time. So I kept seeing all these, you know, we got to, you know, the holiday season and people started wearing blazer sweaters and I thought, oh, those are so cool. And, you know, they're so expensive. And plus, I was still really big at the time. It's hard to find big sizes. And I didn't want that machine-made look. So I just started knitting up a, you know, I'm always knitting anyway. So 
I knitted myself a sweater and just in time for the season to shut down. So. <laughs> but you have like a wonderful, like, uh, like, like sweater, like a sweater can, you can wear that forever. And then like, you know, maybe you put it away for a while and then 10 years down the road, you can pull it out and people will be like, oh my God, you have an amazing blazer sweater. Did they sell that? And you're like, no, I made that. Yeah. No, I get that all the time. <laughs> hey, did you buy that in the store? Where did you get that? Yeah. So I get that a lot. I'm like, especially that first one, I'm like, are you kidding me? This looks like somebody's five-year-old made this, but. um, A five-year-old who can knit. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was a five-year-old who could knit. So, (laughs) but yeah, I I do get that a lot, you know, Hey, where did you buy that? And that always makes me feel good. How long did it take you to plan the Dame sweater? Mm, The planning was a lot. Um, I, I took the pic. Well, I didn't take the picture. I found the picture online and in order to use it, because I don't think it was a public domain picture. So I had to change it a certain amount. So I felt comfortable using it, even though I wasn't selling it, you know, there's some copyright issues there. So I don't think legally I could actually ever sell this, even if I wanted to, I never want to. So I, (laughs) I, I screwed around with it in Photoshop and then I, it was tough because I couldn't make it flesh toned because, you know, how do you do that borderline of making it like a respectful flesh tone using the the palette of yarn that you can find and not making it, you know, into weird minstrel show territory. So I decided to make it an abstract color palette instead, which turned out really cool. And so that whole process probably took me three weeks or more just to get the chart all ready to go before I even started knitting it. Wow. Do you have, do you have any future sweaters planned that you might be willing to tell us about? I do. Um, I got to do something for Scoot. I feel like I felt so bad. It just broke my heart on draft night where everybody was so down on these poor kids just, and it was the circumstance we were in. It was not their fault, Mm -hmm. but everybody so down these kids worked so hard their whole lives they live eat breathe sleep live and die basketball it's all they do it's all they know they get to the absolute pinnacle of their lifetime they are professional basketball players and here's a bunch of idiots on the internet talking about how much they suck and how much we hate them and oh and yeah trade them what are you what are you why are they on our roster still trade them and then the next day, everybody's like, it never happened. Like, oh, we love them now. It's like, you mm. know what? I remember. <laughs> so I feel like we got to we gotta bring the new guys in for something. Um, I feel like Scoot's going to be here for a while. Um, I have a Jeremy Grant project in the works that I'm working on. It's not a sweater. It's a headscarf related. Because, you know, we all love that picture of him in the scarf. The where the F is Jeremy scarf, as I like mm. to call it. Um, so that's in the works. I'm working on that right now. Um, but as far as sweaters go, because they're so labor intensive, you know, you don't want to work on somebody who might not be here in a little bit. So if I do knit one for scoot, it's going to be real blingy, real blingy. It's going to have beads, sequins, crystals. It's going to have a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Flashy, flashy, just like scoot is. Yes, exactly. It's, I'm going to try to do him proud. That's amazing. And also that's just good planning to like think about who will be here long term because you might finish a sweater if they won't yeah. be here. 
Yeah. Well, that's why I didn't, I didn't make one last year at all because I, you know, I was starting to plan one. Every time I started to plan one, that person was kind of on the trading block. Like I would have loved to have knitted a Robert Covington sweater. Mm -hmm. I'd have lovingly worn that for years to come. And yet here we are. So you do have to kind of take that into consideration when you're going to spend the next two or three months of your life working on something. Yeah, that poor woman who made the the Josh Hart sweater <laughs> was like wearing was like wearing it every game. Yeah. And then he, he agreed to like trade jerseys with her and then never came back to Moda Center. And then then he was gone forever. I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she she um she still wears it though. I've seen her at post Josh Hart trade wearing it. I mean, I, I, it, how could you not? She made one that had a broken heart on it too. Mm -hmm. She has two of them now, right? I think so. Yeah. Oh she, she made a second one. She whipped that one up real quick and mm -hmm. it has a, a broken heart on it. I, I believe her, her name is Beth, right? We'll have to yeah. put, yes. put her, a, a link to her in the, in this yeah. as well. Cause I, is, is it you or is it her who's making the, the patterns for that's her. scarves? Yeah, that's Beth. So you can get a pattern to make. I saw the PDX carpet yeah. scarf, mm -hmm. which just looks amazing. <laughs> I know. That's so awesome. I like, I tried to knit for a while and it's just like, not. it's not, I don't know. I don't have the hands for it or something, but like people who knit, I'm always in awe that they have such a like, um, like gentle touch <laughs> with yarn. Cause when I knit, it's like, you know really really tight here really loose here it's kind of a disaster and and some people don't even think about it and their hands just do what they want and that's amazing i think that's the trick is to not think about it, it um is. one thing that i had never thought about before which we which you all just touched on was when you spend all this time creating something and then somebody leaves it, it reminds me when my son was like a, I don't know, middle schooler, he used to do these really cool pictures where he'd get a picture from the newspaper and like blow it up and like do a graph and then do like a really big version of it by like copying each little square, you know, and every time he finished one, then that person would leave or get traded. <laughs> and he was halfway through a Nicholas Batum one. And I was like, you know what, why don't we just right? <laughs> Cool do not let that kid draw any more pictures stop <laughs> so we have this halfway done one of nicola Batum that like hung around our house for like a really long time and then Nicholas it's kind of like that graphic anyway. you see on the internet like every day a toddler shoots 21 people it's like stop that toddler my god <laughs> take his gun away like it's an old joke but no more pot no more drawing <laughs> no more well kaylee what's it like for you when you like you know create these things and then people are gone well, so probably the most um, stark example of this happening to me is I made a Gary Payton II um, sticker and two days later, all the drama happened. Like, it, like, and it came out of nowhere. Like no one was really expecting it. And I was just like, well, crap, what am I gonna do with this now? I, I waited too long. I mean, he wasn't on the team a very long time, but boy and I was like well now I and like I put it on my like I don't put all my stickers on my iPad cover because you know that's what I use to il illustrate a lot um but I was like I'm gonna put him on it because I was like he's such a fun little guy nothing could ever go wrong and um <laughs> yeah so I had, to, I had to take that sticker off we had the like full a disclosure here he was in my sweater queue he was yeah, at the I, top yeah I mean for 
part, oh. like, he was so fun while he was here until we found out, oh, no. Right up until we... Queen. Yeah. Until we found out he was an insane person. Yeah. Yeah. We, there was, um... I remember there was a lot of anticipation up like leading up to that too, where we were all really excited to see him play. And then it was getting like, we were getting nervous about it. And I mean, but I don't think anybody could have predicted that we would be trading him back to the team that he just left. But like, (laughs) when you look, I mean, when you look back at like the Warriors, like salary situation and their, their cat, they like, couldn't, they couldn't pay him. And the only way for them to get him on their team was to trade for him after they Mm -hmm. let him walk. But like, I was, I'm like you guys, I probably would have predicted he'd be here a while because we went, he was like the only person we signed last summer. Mm-hmm. He was like, and we like touted him. We're like, yeah, Gary Payton too. Like, look at us. And then all of a sudden we're trading him le- like, like inside a year. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, and to Kaylee's point, he's such a fun little guy. Like, oh, yeah. he's a fan favorite. And then all of a sudden he's just like, what? Yeah. It's surprise. He's the devil. He's like okay. Turns out he he hated us this whole time and never wanted to be here. And uh, okay, cool. But we all know what Toradol is now. Yeah, we all learned something. Boy, if that just doesn't sum up how the last year has really gone, it should have been a sign. Yeah, should have all just bunker gone in it, hibernated for a while, come out in a few months. So how do people go into your into your queue? Anyway. Uh I don't know. I guess just like a feeling. Again, maybe I should never knit another sweater because <laughs> I thought Dame was I just again, I called it a couple of weeks ago. I don't think he's going anywhere. I'm I'm just going to live my life thinking that this whole thing is just blown so far out of proportion. I think his agent overstepped his bounds and I think the whole thing is just going to blow over like nothing ever happened. But back to my previous point, I just don't know if I should knit any more sweaters because it might be (laughs) the kiss of death. Maybe we should all pick a player we don't like and then I should knit a sweater of them. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going to start doing. So I, I, well, not, not knitting a sweater, but like I have a Mm -hmm. six-year-old and I bought her her first jersey this year. And it was a Dame jersey, and I bought it like a month, like it, like in May. I bought it like in May. I, I was, you know, because kids grow so fast. I wasn't gonna buy her one like when she was little, little, because it would only last for a year. And now she's at the age where she slowed mm-hmm. down a little bit in her growth. So I bought it like a tiny bit big, and I knew it would last a few years. Well, I bought her that Dame jersey. Who's her favorite player? And now I, I actually. I've only kind of told her that he's not going to be a blazer anywhere because he hasn't been traded yet. I was waiting for him to be traded. And so I kind of told him, I was like, well, you know, guys move teams all the time. And yeah, so I, I don't have, a- I mean, I've been man shouted down so many times on this point that I kind of have just stopped saying it, but I think, I think the whole thing will just blow over. I think we'll be fine. I, I, I like words like if I have to, but I think we're going to be okay. We'll remember this time and we'll look back like the LA time. We'll be like, that was a weird time for us. Yeah. Well, we've been in weird times. So what is normal anymore? I mean, I I don't know. But so anyways, I'm going to buy my daughter jerseys for players that I hope get traded, I guess, going forward. Except I don't hope I don't hope any of them get traded. I love them all. Yeah, that's true. I know. How do you get how are you going to do that? Because as soon as they come here we never want them to go anywhere else oh, <laughs> well, 
piece. When I was in early in my fanhood, I did contemplate getting a Mario Hazonia jersey. Just because who who has one of those? Nobody. <laughs> the same people who have all the Festus Azili jerseys. <laughs> I had to get a custom made Prisbilla jersey way back in the day because they didn't sell them. So I feel you. You got to get the one that nobody has. I have my Aminu jersey and everybody knows it's me when I wear it. Nice. I have I, an, Ed, an Ed Davis jersey and people forget that he was on the team for some reason. And they're like, Davis? Dale Davis? <laughs> they're like, who was 17? I'm like, Travis Outlaw? Is he 17? Ed, yeah, I don't even Ed Davis. My one true love. Aww. I think we have a Reuben Patterson jersey floating around here too somewhere. Nobody remembers him either. So, is it is it Sean? Is it is it Sean Hyken who always posts pictures of like the most random jerseys when he's in the arena, and it'll yeah, they'll just be like I don't know. Like I saw he posted about what was it? Oh, Cliff. What was his name? Cliff. Not I saw him. Not no, 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 no. There was a guy we had on our team for like 1.5 years. I want to say his name was Cliff Anderson, but it's not Anderson. Hmm. Shoot, I don't remember his name. But apparently he was um, on our team for a while and he posted a picture of it this season. And I was like, shoot, that's a little time capsule. Guys who are like technically on the team, but people don't ever remember. Cliff Alexander. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cliff totally. Alexander. I went saw an Alonzo G jersey too, and I was like, "Oh, that's a." Wow. Was it Mike Rice? Because he loves that guy's name. <laughs> I don't think it was Mike He's Rice. That's with that guy. <laughs> Mike Mike Rice is lost in Florida somewhere now. Oh, playing tennis. He'll come back though. All we have to do is ask him. He'll come back. <laughs> I have seen I have seen a Joe Ingles jersey, and I was like, he never even played. <laughs> did they sell it, or do they have to make it? I think was I think actually they had Joe Ingles. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't I don't remember the person being that tall, but here I'm gonna buy you an Andrew Nicholson jersey next year. I know I think I, I need one. I don't think he had a number though, so I don't know what his number would be. They didn't actually give him one. It would be seven for the seven years his salary was waived <laughs> and stretched. <laughs> um, I have a question for Kaylee. How does stuff go into your queue? Like, how do you decide what to make? I, I'm not organized at all. I, I I will sit and make long lists of all of my ideas. And then I just kind of cherry pick them at random. Just kind of whatever I'm feeling like at the moment. Because, um, yeah. So I, I don't have a very organized process. So I'm wearing my Damian Lillard necklace here. Yeah. It's double-sided, zero on that side. A lovely picture of him on this side. I guess I should have got the Josh Hart one, but I'll always love Damien anyway, no matter if he stays or goes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that was that was a very um, a quick decision that I made. And I was like, I'm going to make necklaces. <laughs> and then like I like two days later, the supply showed up. And I was like, let's, let's do that now. Do you have a but, favorite thing that you've made, Kaylee? Oh... I don't know. Um, I I mean, I do like, I do like the necklaces. Cause I feel like I, as soon as I, you know, thought of it, I was like, I haven't seen anything remotely close to this, um, like available for purchase anywhere. So I don't know. I like that. And, you know, cause I have to make 
each one of them, I mean, I make everything by hand, but like that one is like a little bit more of a process than some of the other things that I've made. So it feels a little bit extra special. <laughs> um, so yeah, probably that. Haley made me uh, last Christmas, a custom Christmas ornament of Tony brothers in a Santa hat. <laughs> because Tony brothers, the ref. Yes, brothers, the ref. Because my 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 husband is like a very casual basketball fan, just sort of like adjacent to my fandom, and he's like, whenever he sits down to watch a game with me, for some reason, it's always a Tony Brothers game, and he's like, I hate this guy, I hate this ref. <laughs> he's the only ref in the NBA, and I hate him. I'm tired of seeing his big stupid face, and I'm like, well, lucky for you, you have a wife who likes to troll you, because now you have a Tony Brothers Christmas ornament on the Christmas tree. <laughs> And I put it in his stocking so that, like, my daughter thinks that Santa brought it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I think that's funnier. <laughs> like, yeah. Some issues. He can't, like, outwardly be mad at me in front of her. <laughs> yeah. Tony you can't be mad at what the big man brought you. No, right. this is just what Santa, like, thought you'd like. So right. Do not question Santa. And who knows us better than Santa? It's true. Yeah. He spies on us 24 7. Right. <laughs> He's spying on us right now. Yeah. Oh, no. We're That's probably excellent. gonna get something crappy probably now. why I haven't got a present from Santa in, like, 35 years. Mm-hmm. Rose, that is expert-level trolling. I'm, I'm very impressed. <laughs> I just really wanted him to have Tony Brothers in his life a little bit more because yeah. he's he's the only rep in the nba which is so funny because everybody else like gripes about scott foster tyler's like who's scott foster <laughs> it's the other tony brothers it's tony brothers to everybody else maybe someday the blazers will play a christmas league or christmas day game again <laughs> maybe five, but like six ten years who knows or as soon as scoot really takes off i think they're gonna they're gonna have us on all the national broadcasts again not like three games like they did last year. <laughs> you know what they're going to do? They're going to make us play the Heat on Ugh. Christmas. That's what they're yeah. going to do. No, that is totally what they would do to us. I know. Ugh. But it's not because Dame is still going to be here playing for the Trailblazers, and it's going to be fine. Okay. Do you hear me? I, I'm, I'm starting to come around to your way of thinking because if i am damian lillard and i'm know that i want to go to miami that's where i have said i want to come and i'm sitting there watching miami do nothing and make no effort to get me i'd be like (laughs) do you really want me i'd be offended yeah wouldn't you i have an alternate universe theory that dame jr just grabbed a phone and said i want to go to the beach but he accidentally texted Dame's agent and Dame's agent went like, oh my God, he wants to get traded to Miami. Let's do this. And just went off the rails with it. And this whole thing is just a huge comical misunderstanding. And Dame's too classy to walk it back in public. It's a completely awesome, wacky, like, like my heart is just the agent went cray cray and Dame is too classy of a man to walk it back in public and he's just going to let it all play out. He's working out in Trailblazer shorts. His family's tweeting about how much they love Portland. I just think it's all going to be fine. I told Tara that my like dream scenario was that like we decide to like not trade him this year or like, you know, not at the beginning of the year anyway. And that 
he just sits but the new but the new guys all put it together to be really 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 good just like kind of like lightning in a bottle type of a thing and then it comes time to like you know the trade deadline and the blazers are in first in the west and he decides to stay yeah that too but i also want him to play i don't want him to sit i don't want him to be punished i do think he'll choose to sit if he's still here on this team in in the fall i mean i hope i'm wrong i just think that like it would be very awkward for him to face the fans that way and also like risk injury um for like trade value or whatever trade value what what is trade value anymore i don't even know but you know i i feel like that makes the most sense like for him to do like a ben simmons type thing but i don't know maybe he'll still play god that hurts my heart to hear you say Damian Lillard doing a Ben Simmons type thing. I mean, the the overarching like narrative is the Dame loves to play so much is that he wouldn't wouldn't sit. Yeah. And I just oh man, I just can't it just him asking for a trade already kind of goes against what we know of him albeit i do still understand like i i'm not saying people can't change their mind given the circumstances um but him sitting i'm not i'm not sure i'm there to be able to handle that yet <laughs> i said to you like the the podcast that we did i didn't say this on on the on the air but right after we finished recording the podcast right before he asked for a trade i told you afterward i was like i don't think he ever actually asked for a trade i think it's a club in your bag that you flex every now and then just to like keep like the fire lit under like the butts of the front office but i don't think he actually ever does it then he turned around and did it so what do i know maybe i don't know anything i kind of think that is a little bit true and i do think the agent kind of overstepped his bounds i legitimately do think that though but we've all had bosses that sucked right who just straight Mm -hmm. up lied to our faces and Mm -hmm. i'm not talking about jody i'm talking about his boss right who says, oh yeah, Dame, we are building around you. We are doing everything we can. And then as soon as Dame leaves the room, says, F that guy, we're not doing what he wants. We're doing what I want. This is my team. I am running it. And that's what they did in by all reports, you know, is just straight up lie to Dame's face. And that, I, I've never met Dame. I've never talked to him a day in my life. But it seems to me that that is just like the one thing that he cannot abide is that kind of lying and disloyalty and just straight up shadiness. And I don't blame him because I've worked, I've had great jobs that I had to quit because the boss was like that. We've all been there. Sometimes you're in a great situation, but your boss is such a giant piece of garbage that you can't, you just can't, you got to move on. So I think maybe to what you're saying, Rose, is that, yeah, he kind of did flex that a little bit. Like, hey, you know what? I'm on to you. You've been lying to me for years and maybe I'm just going to take my stuff and go somewhere else. And I think maybe this kind of snowballed out of control. And now maybe he's looking down the barrel of something he can't turn back now. Very awkward. I hope that we don't get to a point where it can't turn around because i feel like is i'm hoping we haven't reached that point of no return where it's just blown up so hard that that we're just you know it's just broken irrevocably i just don't think i just i just don't we need couples counseling i i know we can we can work it out dave we can work it out give us another chance we love you 
Dame did recently on a live or something say saying something about how you know it's all love for Portland. So I I I think he understands that there's a distinction um, to be had. Like he might not love everything that's happened here over the course of his 11 years or how it's ending, but I think he understands that his legacy is bigger than that. So. Well, that's what I'm so worried about him going to Miami because I don't think they have any idea who they're getting. I think all they see is a point guard and they don't understand like, and so when they're fighting with Portland fans, they don't understand like what a deep history we have with him and how much he means to the entire region like as a person in addition to him being a good basketball player he's also a good leader he's a good member of the community he like does amazing things for people and to see the discourse you know about you know people in Miami being so mad because we're overvaluing Dame or whatever it's like you can't overvalue a person like that like I I get the I get the basketball aspect of it but you're getting so much more than a basketball player I'm really worried that they're not (laughs) that they're not going to appreciate him i guess that's oversimplifying it Mm -hmm. it's very much oversimplifying it but that's exactly how i feel though that they are just they're gonna get this saint of a human and they're just gonna oh go play basketball do your job i'm gonna go home and shut up about it like they're just gonna get this great you know classy man who does all these great things and they just want him to shut up and play basketball and what a waste what a waste of overall talent when they're just going to use one little bit of his talent. Mm. And I, yeah. that's what I get from the Miami Heat fan, from the ones who complain on the internet anyway. I'm sure like us, there there are some great ones too, but they don't complain on the internet, so I don't get to hear their their take. But the ones <laughs> that complain on the internet just seem so awful. Sorry, but, you know, they just, they don't seem to really care about Dame the person. And I, I love do. I love this point that like, you know, to love Dame is to love all of Dame and to love, we, you know, to love Dame is to love his family. It's to love his kids. It's to love his parents and all the good things he's done in the community. Yeah. That is, you get, that Dane, is you get the basketball. whole Lillard clan, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, can you guys love Dame Jr. the way we love Dame Jr.? Yeah. Can you like, guys yeah. love what's, what's Chuck tr- the way we love him? Yeah. I'm Callie. Callie is the best Lillard. Thank you. I will not be taking questions. <laughs> I I have a suspicion that Callie might be Dame's favorite. Just, She's my favorite. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Just the way he the way he looks at her. It's it's the sweetest thing on the planet. The like, thing. Yeah. Yeah. The like best thing about I think like great parents is that they like they make every child feel like their favorite in certain ways yeah and i feel like you know like we see the special connection he has with dame jr we see you know we see the way he looks at his daughter we see the way he like kind of like teases and 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 trolls <laughs> um Kali, like i love that very sweet yeah yeah he's such a he's such a good dad it's yeah but miami doesn't care they don't care yeah. No, not one of them have even mentioned anything about that. They just, they want their money. They want oh. their value. Hopefully, if he does go there, they will very quickly realize why Portland really didn't want to let him go and while, why Portland fans were having such a hard time with yeah. that. Because well, of how, well, how much he did. I'll continue to have a hard time with it. You know, I every time he comes back to play against us, I'll 
would be part of me cheering for him. That's going to be weird for him. But I still will be a Dame fan forever. Yeah, Yeah. there are some people who are trailblazers forever, like Dame, because he's been here and he's like made such a an impression on our community and on the the fandom and then there's also these like blazers forever guys like josh hart who just like is like the right place at the right time even though it was a short little stint and you just feel like they're a blazer forever Hmm. it's that personality thing that i mean you could just tell what a decent human being he was and it's a big deal at least to me it's a big deal yeah i mean especially with how i feel like in the interviews after josh hart leaving like he's only been respectful and like just super sweet um, yeah. about the, about the Blazers and the organization and everything. So unpromptedly sticking up for the organization was very classy of him when like they were taking a, a beating in the press from the Warriors because the Warriors are like deeply embedded with national media and the Blazers are not. Yeah. It was nice for him to use his Knicks platform to talk about us in a nice way. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's solid um, in terms of Blazers Legends in my in my book forever or for sure. I've I have one more creator type uh, geared question to ask you all. Has have you through the things that you've made um, had any like cool experiences that you pro- might not have had had you not decided to make things? I mean, yeah, I mean, having my stuff featured on the broadcast um, and like, you know, talking to Brooke and uh, Jeff Curtin, who is unfortunately no longer part of the broadcast team. Like, I don't know, those those connections aren't anything that I think that would have happened if I hadn't started making stuff. Just seeing Brooke wearing your T-shirts. Yeah, yeah. I'm beyond jealous that not jealous, like happy for you. I get so excited (laughs) whenever I see those pictures. Like, yeah. Who made that shirt? Yeah, Brooke. Brooke is the queen of Portland. Like, she. I don't know how we would hang a jersey in the rafter with her name on it at the end, but um, if if and when it comes to that, we need to figure figure that out. We'll just sneak a pulley in and do it ourselves. It's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I actually I made a shirt that Brooke wears that I've seen oh. her wear it a couple of times. Oh. Um, I do not. I'm not like a creator like at all. But like, I used to make shirts. Um, featuring like the names of the guys from different eras of the team. And I made one that it was entirely the bench from like four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like when I think it's like with like Myers Leonard, <laughs> Zach Collins, because Tara and I have a close friend who is obsessed with Zach Collins and you cannot mention the Blazers bench without mentioning Zach Collins, mm-hmm. but, like Myers and Zach and um, E.T. and Mo else was it? I, I don't even... It was a classic one. It was a classic one, but I made one. I remember when I made it and I wore it. Uh, Brooke asked for one and so did Amara and I made them both one. So there's only three in the whole world. It's nice. I, and they have the other two. Yeah, both both Amara and Brooke have ex- exclusive things that I've made only for them. Nice. That's the best. There's yeah. The Blazers organization is so good about making relationships with the fans beyond just like you know covering the team they like they really feel like a part of our community outside of like the arena Mm -hmm. definitely yeah I guess I don't know um I mean I got interviewed on the news by Jamie Hudson who's also part of the Trailblazers broadcast team she's such a doll I love her so much Um, I love Jamie I know she's the best hi Jamie um (laughs) 
I guess that's kind of it. I'm kind of new to Blazer's Twitter. Um, so I'm not. I'm... You did a pickles thing, though. Oh, yeah, the pickles. I forgot that uh, the pickles saw my um, dame sweater and then kind of like half jokingly, but like for real, wanted me to knit them a Dylan pickle sweater. So I did. And then they let me throw a first pitch at a pickles game. <laughs> I love that. that so much. Pretty sweet. I keep forgetting that because I was sick that weekend, like for the July weekend, and I threw it on, I think it was the third. So I was still a little like, I don't know, I had a head cold. So it was, but it was still super fun. I love that so much. When we post this episode, I hope that you will, in the comments, post pictures of all of your like fun creations, both of oh, you. I and, and I also have my Bosnian beads. Like I had this Nurk. I know Nurk gets some hate, but I'm ride or die for Nurk. Um, I had this Nurk t-shirt that the screen printing kind of wore off. So I had seed beads that I sewed on over it. So oh, that's amazing. You mean, so it's like blingy now. Yeah, I didn't draw it or anything. I just followed the outline of the thing and sewed them on. So it's my Bosnian beads shirt. Oh my God. I want to see a picture that's so oh, bad. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um. I have so much Nurk merchandise and Damien the Lord merchandise. Actually, I need to ask you too, as creators. Okay, so you see this shirt that I'm wearing? It's yes, the it's the it's the classic Dame shirt by Evan M that says Dame and it's in Hi. the um in the like it's in a uh, what do you call that? Like a alarm clock, you know, like mm -hmm. a old alarm clock. And I have taken it and I cut off the sleeves and I cut off a little bit just because it's really hot and I need to have something to wear because it's really hot outside but I'm worried like as creators if you saw this would you be like that's disrespectful because it's like no nah, I'm trying to give it more life to make it last longer and I also don't want people to think that I'm like bagging on dame no absolutely, absolutely not I've actually I thought about with my shirts um cropping them and stuff because t-shirts in general I, I feel like are too long and mm -hmm. I don't know I like a cropped look anyway so I I, I love it I I would yeah I don't know. I'd love to see someone customizing something that I've made. Yeah, absolutely. Taking yep. it and making it your own is, is part of the deal. Yeah. It looks great, Tara. Also, I love that we can see your tattoos. Oh, <laughs> like that shirt. That's right. So good. Okay. But I totally need to see a picture of this Bosnian beads shirt because that sounds yeah, amazing. It's hard to say, but it's, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. I'll, I'll post a picture of it when we get done with this. I'll just put it on Twitter. I'm sure I've got one on my phone somewhere, but yeah. I'm so worried about what I'm going to do. I have so much money invested in Bosnian beast merchandise mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was worried about that all less. Uh, yeah. Bosnian beans are like my favorite coffee. I will say <laughs> as someone who drinks gallons upon gallons of coffee and it, and it comes in a, in a Bosnian beast sized bag too, which is the best. I know, but where did you get the cup? I don't have the cup. I'm I, I bought it off the uh, Portland, the, Portland Coffee Roasters um, website. You can buy okay. the the, the look cup. for that because I haven't seen that that lovely item on there. I I had to get it, and like yeah. Tara, I have a lot of I have a lot of money in the 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 Nurkich fire. Yes, and I'm, <laughs> I'm starting I, to think. I do not abide any kind of Nurk backtalk on Twitter. I'm I'm very much a yeah. pro Nurk person. I'm hugely pro Nurk. I'm also terrified of what it's going to be like when we trade him and we have the team has to play against him because I know. He, yeah. he is going yeah. to hold it against 
Yeah, he's the organization, the fans, the building, the air, everything. He is going to take it out, and I would not blame him. But it's going to be scary. He's got so much, so much sass, like so much attitude. Like if he, if he, if he didn't ham it up, I, I would be disappointed. Oh, absolutely. I hope he makes us eat it, and I'm going to be, I'm going to take the day off and go to that game wearing (laughs) my shirt because. I, you know, I've made my peace with that one that he'll likely be traded. I hate it, but okay. You know, t- players get traded, but I do want to see him when he does come back to play. Yeah. I mean, all the reasons that we love him as a, as a blazer are going to be the reasons that we hate him when he's not a blazer anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's going to be a love hate thing, you know? Oh, I love hate you so much. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Can't be mad at it. Right. Nurk coming back to Portland is like going to be a spectacle for a while when Mm -hmm. he's coming back in a different jersey. And like, I I was kind of thinking about how like Rolo is a little bit of like the anti Nurk. Like, you know, like whenever he came back, he was always like, you know, he's always kind of playing a character. He's always a little bit of a Muppet. And like, Nurk is going to come in here hot. He's going to come down here to like, like, set a locker room on fire. Right. He's going to be like, you know, dark glasses and dressed like the terminator coming through the tunnel <laughs> you know i can totally be, see that yeah he's gonna be telling us to have a great summer <laughs> <laughs> like he did for denver right <laughs> and look what it got denver so you know if he it's could true. only yeah, say that to us have a great I would... summer dang it it just took a few years. I I uh, for I like to also take partial credit for that because uh, for the um for the Nuggets championship because I gave them such a hard time about those two years that they missed the playoffs, including the one that Nurk was talking in. And so I think um I you know I motivated them personally. Yeah, that's to right. these heights. Yeah, they're like we got to we got to shut this down. Uh, you know billboard material they're like that lady in portland we gotta we gotta silence her yeah so yeah you're that's, welcome that's exactly right <laughs> you're welcome denver can you can you do that for us next right yeah could you, could you stop doing it for others i think the magic is is that you can't be thinking about it when you're doing it and i mm-hmm. think about the blazers much too often yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to be able to like have one of those you know offhanded thoughts that ends up making its way out into the universe and you know manifesting mm. i forgot i have one more question for you kaylee okay. what 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 happened with the name change from proto-plutonian to basket ghoul uh well um proto-plutonian started before i realized um that i was going to be mostly doing blazers things um so I, I wanted it to be like less specific at that point in time. And also, um, you know, as time went on, it formed into like basketball stuff is the stuff that's sold. And so it's stuff I've invested my time in. Um, so I wanted a name to reflect that. And also Proto-Plutonian is very hard to communicate to other people. <laughs> and everyone's like, what does it mean? And I'm like, not really anything. And now it at least has some sort of meaning and it's a lot easier. It's like, I can just say basketball and people can, I'm like, oh, I can spell that so <laughs> it's easier communication i love that because i also i bought a sticker from your site that says like future ghost yeah 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 I, mean, I, still, I still have some you know i i i don't know i like i said i grew up a goth kid i've been obsessed with spooky stuff my whole life so i try to incorporate that into things as i can so 
I love yeah, that. I'm so, so buying one of everything from Kaylee's store. I'm I'm trying. <laughs> I, well, I, I, I appreciate it. Pumps just got here the other day, so I'm trying to decide mm-hmm. what to put that on. Yeah, I'm. I can't wait for your scarves. I'm eager, eagerly awaiting the Jeremy Grant. Yeah, scarf. um, I I'm got to make some tweaks in uh Photoshop, and they need to be bigger because I ordered them 18 by 18. It's really not big enough for a headscarf. So I, I have a big head too. So it it's has a to cute be bandana. It's a cute bandana. So I, I'm thinking two sizes, a bandana size and a headscarf size. Because I'm a Jackie O headscarf big sunglasses girl. So, but um, Spoonflower did a pretty good job of printing them. If anybody knows a cheaper place to get fabric printed by the yard, please let me know. Um, but I think they're going to be good. And I'm looking in the next month or so to have a final product, product, product. (laughs) I can't wait. Yeah. So very excited. excited. Um, We should probably wrap it up around now because we do have one important thing to do. And that is hear people's takes. And mm -hmm. I, to be honest, this is all about me because I actually have a take that I brought this time. And I've been sit, I've been sitting on it for a couple of days. Well, a day to share (laughs) so let's do this then it is uh july 23rd um we're still in the midst of the dame drama and tara what's your take my take is that andrew nicholson is going to go down in the annals of blazer blazer legend so here's the here's the deal with andrew nicholson it's okay if you don't know who andrew nicholson is and you have no idea that andrew nicholson was ever a blazer um Anybody here outside of me heard anybody ever talk about Andrew Nicholson? No. Okay. I talked to you too much. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Hold on. So, Andrew Nicholson in 2017, the Blazers traded Alan Crabb for Andrew Nicholson. And at that time, Andrew Nicholson had just like, was like a year into a four-year contract with the Washington Wizards. He still had a bunch of money left on his contract, but the Blazers were ready to move on from Alan Crabb. So they brought in Andrew Nicholson and for whatever reason, they decided we are going to wave and stretch Andrew Nicholson. Okay. So waving makes sense if you're not going to play him. It's, you know, a way of, you know, it, the 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 money will still be on your books for that year but then moving forward you'll have that the uh the rights to it but you can also do wave and stretch and when you wave and stretch that means that you can decide to stretch out the payments of the contract and this like when it happened with us with Festus Azili the Blazers owed him a million dollars and so they waved and stretched it so they had to pay like three hundred thousand dollars a year for three years Andrew Nicholson had three years left on his contract, which means the wave and stretch for Andrew Nicholson lasted seven years. We are in year seven of Andrew of the Blazers playing Andrew Nicholson $2.8 million a year. So not a small amount, like a significant amount of money. And for some reason, I have been obsessed with the Blazers owing Andrew Nicholson $2.8 million a year every year. He after he never played in the league again, he's had a career in China, has been over playing in China. So, um, you know, he's been doing just fine. But I just think it's so funny that 
they committed to seven years of playing somebody, paying somebody who's never going to be on their roster. So over the years, Andrew Nicholson made more money while he was playing for the Blazers than Seth Curry, Jake Lehman, Pat Connaughton, Carmelo Anthony. Like he was frequently like the seventh or eighth highest paid player on the roster over these last several years. Anthony Simons before his new contract, Ennis, Gary Trent Jr., Pal Gasol, Nas Little. Last season, Andrew Nicholson made more money than Trendon and Jabari combined. Okay, so that's, and that was in year six. So like my joke was always like at the beginning or the end of the season. And it's like, all right, welcome to the fourth year of Andrew Nicholson. Or like, hey, good news. After this year, we only have three more years of paying Andrew Nicholson. And then that money will come off the books. So part of my take um, is an apology to Andrew Nicholson, because this week he proved himself to be a blazer at heart. Here's what happened. Draymond Green Paul is on Paul George's podcast. I'll let us just sit with that for a minute. Okay. Draymond Green um, is asked by Paul George, because Draymond Green famously remembers the name of everybody who was picked before him, just like Arya Stark. So Paul George asked him, who's probably like the player that was picked ahead of you is like the worst basketball player and Draymond Green kind of an awkward question like you don't want to like say anything really you know even Draymond Green like has a little bit so instead of like really going in on Andrew Nicholson as a basketball player for some reason goes well Andrew Nicholson was picked number 19 by Orlando and he didn't even look like a basketball player I mean why would you gotta look like a basketball player to like play basketball and so it's just an odd thing to say and then a couple of days ago, Andrew Nicholson, Blazer legend, responds by saying, I didn't know Draymond Green's been thinking about me for 11 years. <laughs> Gene, yes, I love this man so much. Andrew Nicholson, I apologize for any time I may have used your name in jest. The way that you responded to Draymond Green puts you in my Hall of Fame for Blazers. Anybody who can make a golden warrior uncomfortable, get in his head, total legend in my book. So right. my take, that's my take. Andrew Nicholson, <laughs> you're the man. He's been living in Draymond's head rent free all these years. Sounds like he's been earning that paycheck. I know. Yeah. Absolutely. Worth every penny. Yeah. Yeah. He's just been tormenting him constantly. Yeah. I can't believe like Draymond Green still like talks about that list because at this point it's been a really long time. He has a bunch of rings. He's on a really successful team. He's had a really great career. Like, why do you want to sit around and punch down on other people after all of that? Like, it's so weird. It's like, it's so weird. It's like somebody got really rich and then like 15 years later is like, I don't know, like talking about the people who picked on them in high school. Well, why like, does somebody ask him about it? I mean, why why keep bringing it up? I think like, I think well, he get asked about it because he talks about it still. Yeah, like, it's, it's like part of his personality. And like fold it up in his wallet, you know, just in case somebody asks him about it. It's like, oh, yep. well, here's my list. People just want the sound bites of him saying something mean about another player. So it gets lots of like shares and views and whatnot. Yeah. It's really funny, Tara, that you said it was very Arya Stark because in my head, it's the Steve Buscemi character and Billy Madison. 
Yes, the that's man- who I think of. <laughs> guy, yeah. I forget his name, but you know he's out there like holding grudges with his list of people. Right. Yeah. Well, that's a really good take, Tara. And I love that little tidbit about Andrew Nicholson because I wouldn't have known it without you because you're the only one in my life who talks about him on the regular. It's like you and Andrew Nicholson and Lindsay and Zach Collins. And if I didn't have you guys in my lives, I wouldn't think about them. I just I (laughs) need more people to see the beauty of this, Mm -hmm. to see the irony and to see how uncomfortable a golden warrior, you know, could be about this. Mm -hmm. Amazing. your your bit about him being paid more than um Trin and Watford and who who else combined? And Jabari. Yeah. That make that just makes me more sad about that Trendon. hurts. That stings. Yeah. So we can afford you. Love you, Trendon. We could have afforded you yeah, if we, we didn't have Andrew Nicholson well, we on can, the books. We can afford him next year because this is the last year. This is year seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Seven year- years. Next year on this podcast, Tara, we're going to have a retirement party for him on the last day of the, his contract. Hey, maybe you could get him on the show. Yeah, he yeah. was a great guest. So he he went on somebody else's podcast to uh, respond to to Draymond with that. So he obviously does podcasts. So Andrew Nicholson will be looking to make contact. He seems like a like perfectly great guy. Yeah. Totally. I mean, why not? Okay. Kaylee, Gina. What's your takes? Well, I already gave my take, but my take is that Dame's not going anywhere. That this whole thing is just such a mess because Dame Jr. got a hold of the phone, texted that he wanted to go to Miami to the beach, and it went to the agent instead. And the agent ran with it because apparently he's a crazy person who shouldn't be an agent. And he's just so busy with his other four clients. Four. <laughs> One of whom is Gary Payton, too. Ugh. Crazy person, right? Um, Agent, if you're listening all- to this, don't get mad at us. <laughs> it's all a mess. It's all yeah. a mess. He, he can be mad at me. That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> anyway, so Dame Jr. is blameless in this because he's a perfect little angel. And he just texted the wrong number that he wanted to go to the beach. He wanted to go to Disney World or some such. And then this whole thing is just blown out of proportion. Anyway, Dame's not going anywhere. That's my take. Huh. Yeah, my my take is not surrounding any specific player or even organization, but my take is that the NBA needs to stop having events in Las Vegas. Like <laughs> do them somewhere else, anywhere else. Like have a rotating, like if it's in Vegas every four years, that's fine. But like, why everything there? Like now the end season tournament's going to be there too. Like you're just keeping me away from things that I want to go to because it's in such a terrible place. <laughs> so that's my take. That's a good fair. take. Also very fair. I was thinking about how like some of the other sports are like branching out to other countries. I'm like, do, do summer league in Mexico. That would be perfect. Let's do yeah. it. We have a G League team in Mexico now. Like, let's go to Mexico. Vancouver, BC. Let's go there. Yeah, let's remind people in Vancouver, BC, how they used to have an NBA team and now they don't. (laughs) And nobody's talking about how they deserve one again like they are with Seattle. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. Okay. My take is not basketball related, like, in the slightest. So I'm very sorry about that. But I am telling you right now that real people right now in late July are the real people that I, like, jive with, like, hate the sun i am over this sun 
I am so hot. I am so sweaty. It is too hot. I am re- like my daughter said to me the other day, she's like, I miss the rain. And I'm like, girl, I'm raising raising a proper Oregonian over here. But yeah. I think that we need a break from the sun and all those people that love it like 365 days a year are like not real people to me. That's my take. <laughs> Gina. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. I'm not a sun person, but that's why I left Florida. So um, it's disappointing to see that the sun is also here. In, in the <laughs> Wait, Gina, were you raising your hand because you do love sun or because you agree? Yeah, no, because I love the sun. I've never lived anywhere that the sun was here all the all year round. I just, you know, we get the rain nine months of the year. What are you guys complaining about? I would like more that rain. That is not more than nine months per year. I love morning sun so much. Like I would love it if we were like sunny every day and then we could have clouds later in the day or whatever, but just, just nothing like morning sun to me. It's so beautiful to walk in the early morning when the sun is coming up, peeking through. There's just, there's, there's nothing like it. I agree. We need rain, but I, I think I also need sun. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a farmer. I don't have crops. What do I care? (laughs) If the government could turn on the weather machine, so it only rained at night, like when I'm asleep, Mm. that'd be cool. Or like, I guess I would be a night person then. <laughs> then I you mean, could choose. Yeah, see, so you could choose. Be like nocturnal. Which 12 hours do you want to be awake? You're Some only awake. awake for 12 hours of the day. <laughs> no. You said that. <laughs> I guess I was just thinking that it's the heat that I don't like. That's mm. why the morning sun is nice because it hasn't scorched the earth yes. yet. But by the time it's like halfway through the day, it's been up long enough that it's scorching everyone. Like we've seen you enough. We get it. You're pretty. You're bright. All right. Yeah. I also could just have a sweater or a shirt that has like blingy beads on it and get the same kind of wonderful enjoyment. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm terrible suburban take is that I have a backyard. So I guess maybe I shouldn't be allowed to be in on this conversation because it's like, 10 degrees cooler out there than it is in in the city yeah i'm 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 always the odd odd person out here i would be happy if it was perfectly overcast 365 days a year like i think i might actually be a vampire but (laughs) um i'm i'm okay i accept that many people uh, don't feel this way I would love to be able to wear a light sweater every single day mm-hmm. of the year. I am a sweater person. I'm wearing a sweater today. Like I, if it, unless it's like a hundred degrees, I will be wearing a light sweater with and like layers so mm-hmm. that I can like adjust my temperature throughout the day. But like when it comes to the point where I just have to wear as few clothes as possible with absolutely no ability to like adjust my internal temperature, then I get cranky or even dream of a sweater. Yeah, yeah. that's right. I like scars and sweaters. What can I say? Yeah, same. Well, did we get everybody's takes? We got everybody's takes. Excellent. Um, It has been so much fun to talk to you and to get to know about like your creativity and blazer fandom and just talk about blazers and stuff. Where is the best way for people to find watch for your stuff or you on whichever platforms you're on? Lord even knows it's going to take us like 90 minutes to just explain all of the platforms we're on. But uh, Gina, why don't you go ahead and tell people how they can find you and your work? Best place to find me is on Twitter. I'm at Gina Marina. 
all one word um on on instagram i'm uh i'd find me on twitter i can't remember <laughs> what my instagram it's all on there anyway yeah um for me uh kaylee i am basket ghoul across across platforms there's there's a period between basket and ghoul on instagram but if you just search basket ghoul it shows up except for facebook i used to have a facebook but they thought basket ghoul was offensive their automated system would not let me change it and i never posted on it anyways that facebook's terrible so don't look for facebook basket ghoul yeah, I- is <laughs> offensive there they says their automated system would not allow that name is it the basket <laughs> or the ghoul I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe, maybe both... it's the combination. Wow. Yeah. Like, that's a that's a that's a that's a hot thing to catch in your algorithm. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to submit a report, but they don't care. That's offensive to ghouls. I feel yeah. I feel slighted. I mean, I don't have a Facebook, but now I'm not going to have one. Yeah. There's no reason to have a Facebook anymore. No, there really isn't. <laughs> Tara, where can people find you? They find me at TCB Biggs, two B's, two G's on Twitter and Instagram and now threads and blue sky. I finally got my invite to blue sky. Thanks to Jason. And um, I kind of like blue sky. It's pretty easy to, it's a lot like Twitter and I'm also on Mastodon, but I cannot for the life of me figure out how to use that. So um if you aren't on Twitter and you don't want to be on Twitter, probably Threads or Blue Sky is where I will be. I'm not sure. I have so much to consider. How about you, Rose? Uh, you can find me at Rose L. Harding and Twitter and Instagram and I think nowhere else. Um, <laughs> uh, but my, you know, just fair warning, my Instagram is like not basketball related like at all. It's just like my family and, you know, <laughs> food that I eat and stuff. Because, you know, I'm a millennial. We all contain multitudes. Yeah, that's right. Um, And you can find me uh, in the We Have a Take Discord, um, which we will, we have a link for on our Twitter, right? Yeah, we have a link for on our Twitter, I think. So, yeah, come find us there and talk about basketball with us there. Give us your takes. You can find the We Have a Take podcast at We Have a Take on Twitter, and you can find it wherever you get your podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you so much to our guests, and we will catch you later. Go Blazers! Go Blazers!